Many of you might not know, but you know, to whom much is given, much is required. Whatever gift, whatever gift you've got, whatever things you've been given, God says that you are to use them for Him and that to whom much is given, much is required. A couple of the things that we've been given as a ministry is a couple of television channels. And so we endeavor to use them to encourage, to share, to do news, to do programming, to, to help stop the censorship. And so we've got news programs, all kinds of programs on Miracle Channel and the second channel called Corco. One of the new initiatives in the last few months has been a show called Return to Reason. And what it is, is a secular look. It's not a preaching, teaching show. It is a secular look, secular look at our times. It is not political. It is simply event-oriented or principle-oriented. What are the issues? So it's issue-focused, not taking a political stance. And if you haven't seen it, you need to. It's something that you'll be proud to send on to friends and family. So Return to Reason, uh, I think you can go to a couple places. Return to Reason is on leonfontaine.com. I believe it's Return to Reason. Uh, .tv, but Google that and uh, get a chance to listen to a 30-minute program that speaks to and shares clips from the brightest people around the planet, scientists and lead doctors and people from Oxford and Stanford and groups like this that nobody can argue with is the interviews that are being played and the things that are going on. You will find it a blessing, Return to Reason. All right. I want to share today, let's start and read you a verse out of Psalms chapter 8, verses 4 to 6 says, What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of earth-born man that you care about him. Yet you've made him a little lower than God and heavenly beings. You've crowned him with glory and honor. You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet. I want you to know that as human beings made in the likeness and the image of God, this is one of multiple verses that say, don't sit around doing anything. Get up and have dominion. Get up and recognize we've been entrusted a planet and we are to look after it. We've been entrusted a country. We've been entrusted with kids. They're not yours, they're his kids. And you're entrusted with them to prepare the future for them, a place of freedom and justice, a place of uncensored living. And, uh, and so this is a, a profound portion of Scripture. You know, in my studies of leadership, and I love the topic of leadership, I found a word that has changed. It's the word virtue. In our world, it means, you know, I want to hang on to my daughter's virtue. We'll lock them up in their bedroom, don't let them date anybody. And, you know, it's kind of where we use that word virtue. But that's not how it was used in the ancient world. And it is a profound look at how we should live our lives. Because virtue was, when you looked at someone and you said they were virtuous, you looked at somebody and said, wow, that's virtue. It, they weren't talking about just that. They were talking about excellence. Excellence spiritually, excellence morally, excellence physically, excellence uh, in leadership, excellence in every area. And whenever they talked about this virtue, there was always four things that would be included in it. Courage, temperance, justice, and wisdom. These four are talked about all through uh, Christianity, 
all through the Old Testament and many other religions where you'd find these would be, would be looked at as something that was amazing. And today, sorry, but they're all shot to hell. Did he just swear? No, hell's in the Bible, the words in the Bible. So here it says that now courage is crucial. Like temperance, what is, well, courage is bravery, it's fortitude, it's honor, it's sacrifice, it's courage. But then there's temperance, we don't use that word anymore, it just means, you know, drink a little less. Uh, no, it means self-control, moderation, composure, balance as a dad, a mom, a leader, a business person. You know, then justice. Well, justice is fairness for all. Justice is serving one another, fellowshipping one another, goodness, kindness, wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge, education, truth. Wisdom is self-reflection and peace. These are the words, this is how they would explain these four words that come under this thing of virtue, a virtuous person. It's not male nor female, it just is. Doing the right things always takes courage. Everything that you're going to do that's right, you're going to have someone who's going to come against you. And we live in a world that goes, I want everyone to like me. Good luck. Doing the right things always takes courage. And what good is courage if it's not applied to justice? These four are a phenomenal grouping. What good is wisdom if it doesn't help make us modest? What good is discipline um, if, we do, if wisdom doesn't show us what paths to be disciplined in? These four words under virtue are a stunning look at how we should live all through the Word of God. These things are raised up. You'll find them in the fruits of the Spirit. You'll find them over here as they talk about what to add to your faith. It is in the Old Testament, you will find these four things show us a great leader. It's not just a courageous leader. People can have courage and just be stupid. Courage needs wisdom. And as you rise up into leadership, it needs moderation. It needs control and balance. When so many leaders, just every pleasure they can get their hands on, they will. And to control and have a throne becomes more important than the serving of the people. These, this, this word virtue needs to be reawakened in leaders and in your life, in my life. We need to look at these and go, okay, if you can take these four and recognize this is what virtuous living looks like, I'm telling you, you are going to live an amazing life. We become harpists by practicing the harp. We become trumpet players by practicing the trumpet. We become builders by building. And we become courageous by practicing courage every day. We become temperate by controlling ourselves every day. We become wise by seeking out wisdom in every area of our lives. But today we think that a, a, a person who's a hero is a one time in a lifetime. You know, his moment was there. I agree. There will be moments in your life where your courage to make a decision, to stand up or sit down, to say no, to speak up, to side with someone that's going to cost you, that you were created for such a time as this. But when we take this thought too far, then we all think, live the way you want, and one day courage will kind of explode. No, courage is developed day after day after day. What made David get up and face off Goliath was the fact he practiced courage out there. He looked after his dad's sheep, and for his dad, he was serving. And when that lion came up, he killed him. 
When that bear came up, he destroyed it. He chased them down and saved these sheep. He was practicing courage every day by worshiping God, getting to know God. But when situations arose, he wasn't just courageous when he faced Goliath. There was a daily working of courage. And if the church of Jesus Christ, you know, decades ago, centuries ago, would have stood up and been courageous in sharing our faith, would have been courageous in backing the hurting and the marginalized and, and, and rolling them up in our arms and, and including them, if we'd have been bold enough to get up and speak up for the Jesus that we love, we would have a nation that recognizes Christ. But instead, the way religion has been brought up has turned so many people off, there needs to be a rediscovery of what the true church looks like. A spirit contemporary group of people that love, that, that rise up and do great things for God. So this virtue, it's not a singular event. It's not just something you maybe will do. It is a daily challenge. And when you live with moderation and in control and well-balanced, and you listen to wisdom, and, and you literally rise up, say, this is going to take courage, but I'm going to do it. When we live this way, it, it is just something begins to get into your kids. Your kids don't do what you say. Your kids do what you do. You transfer to your kids, not your knowledge base, but your attitude towards every issue of life. Your attitude towards sex, towards bravery. Your attitude to stand up and be counted. These things are passed down generationally. And when we're gone, and our kids and our grandkids have to stand up and fight the battles, we refuse to fight because we're cowards? Not on my watch. No way. I'm not going to be pressured to back down from things that are evil. Leo Tolstoy says, there is no deed in this life so impossible that you can't do it. Your whole life should be lived as one heroic deed. Live with a sense of bravery, and you're going to raise kids this world's going to stand in awe of. Education is everywhere. We have ministry into our jails, but I'll tell you, without Jesus, all we get is educated criminals who get better at what they do. Like, we have forgotten that God knows what He's doing. We want to stick with what is safe. It's kind of like, me? Heroic? I mean, that just seems so egotistical, preposterous. I mean, we'll leave it to someone else more qualified, more trained, with less to lose. I mean, it's understandable. It could be even logical. But those people never rise up. Look at history. It's people who go, well, no, if no one's going to do it, I've already drawn a line in the sand. I'm going to share my hope, my faith. I'm going to get up and say something about the hurting and the marginalized and those being taken advantage of or lied to or being censored. It's not going to happen around me. I want to be a part of the love of God that brings truth to people. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, that famous Russian, said that from ancient times he has seen a decline in courage is considered the first symptom of the end. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say an enemy so big, an enemy so financed, an enemy so wicked, an enemy so evil. He did not say an enemy that's covered every base, there's nothing left to do. None of those things, just courage. Where there is courage, you attract the presence of God. God is attracted to courageous movement. We call it faith. Faith is not this little, well, we just believe. No, you're not. 
Faith is something that made the early church bold. It made them rise up and say things. In Acts chapter 4, verses 25 and on, is a situation where they're being beaten and whipped because they're not in agreement. And so then they said, Lord, take note of the threats of the people around us. They're saying, God, take note of what's going on. Why? Because God gets involved in the threats and the push against us. And grant that we, your bondservants, will speak your word boldly. This is the key to everything in life. This is the key to raising kids and families and cities and provinces and nations. This is the key that people rise up and speak truth even when it's not acceptable. Even when people will blog about you. Even when people will back away from you. Every courageous thing ever done in the history of the world had a peanut gallery saying, don't do it, don't you do it. Family member, Jesus himself said, there will be times in your life where the family will be divided about standing for truth. He's not telling you to divide. He's just saying, don't let things silence us. It's not the opposing force that this great purveyor of history, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, was like. It was the fact that... that Oh, well, I guess they're, it's too late. I guess they're, they're going to win. Great moments in our history is all about someone being courageous, whether it's landing on the moon or a Rosa Parks sitting in the wrong seat on a bus when the law said, don't do it. Whatever, it takes this kind of courage. And it's always ordinary people, ordinary men and women who, who, who need to stand up and just obey the conscience on the inside of them. People are always saying, who me? No, I don't think so. When you do the things others will not, you are being courageous. And when you do them, lots of people will think you shouldn't do them and tell you so. Courage is hard to define. We know it when we see it and we're all attracted to it. We're attracted to that courageous woman doing the impossible. We're attracted to that courageous leader. We're attracted to that man or woman in any day that just stands up and speaks truth. Winston Churchill is a hero of mine. His parents apparently, history says, didn't love him. They were unloving in their handling of him. His teachers going through school thought he was dumb on record. When he went into as a war correspondent, he was taken prisoner. And he had to make an escape risking his life. It takes guts to run for public office. It takes courage for him to publish something when everyone can mock what you write. And you bury your soul and put it out there in print. He enlists in World War I. Comes back and then literally is outed into the political wilderness when opinions turned against him. But when he stood again, he stood alone against Nazism. And he talks about the finest hours. And he ignited a passion within countries and around the world to stand up and to recognize evil. The problem is people don't often recognize evil. We don't fight people. It's The Bible says we don't wrestle with flesh and blood people, but principalities and powers. Meaning behind everything that goes on is a spirit, Holy Spirit or something else. And even a naivety, like Chamberlain, when you read the story, who was the prime minister before him, did not want them to in any way stand up. Because he said, let's just make peace with Hitler. He's going to be happy now with the country he's got. Let's just make peace with him. Let's not worry about this thing. And yet deep inside the heart of this man 
was no, we must stand up, and we must stand up for those countries. We must stand up for them losing their rights, their land, their property. And as he did that, he galvanized a world, and history tells us that the evil behind that leadership in that case was huge. How about Rosa Parks? I mean, on a bus, not allowed to sit in those white seats. But as a black woman, she every day, Every day did courageous things. It was not unusual for her to have a moment of doing something that impacted the world and is indelibly printed on the future for us of these great things these people did. And she lived this way daily. History has been written by the blood, sweat, and tears. It is etched into eternity by people who stood up and just said, I'm going to just speak up. Or I'm going to sit down on the wrong seat. Or I'm going to fight. I'm going to risk. I'm going to speak. I'm going to try. I'm going to conquer my fears. I'm going to act with courage. It's They literally were just ordinary people. Courage is calling to every one of us. Not for a one-time event, but for a daily living that sparks your kids, sparks your friends, sparks the people around you uh, to, to rise up. I don't know what you're hearing right now, and I don't know what's going on in your world, but listen to me, it can be an ugly world. It can be. But courage is beautiful. And it is courage that allows beautiful things to exist. It's courage that lets families exist. It's courage that lets freedom exist. It's courage that, that allows Temperance and wisdom to exist and beautiful things from houses and ways to live. All of these things exist because of courageous people speaking up. What forces prevent courage? Why is it that if courage, this virtue I'm talking about, now when I say courage or virtue, I'm adding to it wisdom, I'm adding to it justice, and I'm adding to it temperance. What is it that makes it so rare? Why, when you, we, I ask you, do you know any heroes? Do you know any courageous people? We kind of just go, gosh, golly, golly, shucks, gee, I mean, well, you know. No, this should be all of us in every day of our lives, living for Christ, walking the path He's prepared ahead of time, sharing the hope of the future, the biblical truths of God's Word. So we are in a battle against fear. You know what's interesting? The Spartans, some of you guys like these, some of these movies like the 300 and all. When you look at the Spartans, they built a temple to fear. Kind of go, what in the world? You know what their reasoning was? Keep fear, obviously, amongst us so that when our men go to war to protect, so that when we try to build a country that others are coming against, that we recognize that that temple to fear doesn't mean they worshipped fear. It doesn't mean that they wanted fear. They wanted to always be aware of its insidious creeping into your mind or slapping you brutally across the face with one instance of, whoa! And they didn't want their men reverting to fear. They didn't want them moving in and allowing it to, to just this insidious creep into your spirit. They wanted, remember fear. Fear is our enemy. It's something that kept the Spartans alive and the amazing group of fighting people that they were. Now, it's not just fear that we have to look out to. In fact, the people of old back there, the Hebrews and the Greeks and the different uh, groups, they would tell you they did not see fear as the opposite of courage. They didn't? No. Well, what did they see as the opposite of courage? 
apathy. Oh, well. Throw up your hands and say, come on, take a look at it. Get realistic, Leon. I mean, this is the new world. That's what courage has to fight. This apathetic, throw your hands in the air. Don't talk about it. You'll get relegated to the side. You'll get relegated over here. There's going to come a day where I'm going to say goodbye to my great, great, great grandkids and my families around me and the, and the church that I served and the things. And I'm not going there saying, well, you know, we probably should have fought this, but I guess we'll just hand you the battle. You do it. No. We're going to get up and we're going to share Christ. We're going to bring a sense of leadership and honor and integrity and temperance and wisdom and courage to a world that is in vast need of those things. Today, each of us receives our own call to service, to take a risk, to challenge the status quo, to rise above our station, to, to, to do what people say is impossible. There will be many reasons um, why this will feel like the wrong thing to do, because we all have this naive thought, if you do what's right, everybody will love you and celebrate you. If you do what's wrong, everybody knows it's wrong. Actually, in my world so far, I have found the opposite. The things that I have sensed and known and seen and researched and said, I plant a stake in the ground on this. People always left me at those times. Why do we live in a world that faceless people that you don't know and you don't know if they're wise or not, this faceless group of whatever social media or people getting out there your decisions, why are we so afraid of this faceless group of people who don't have enough courage to stand up themselves but attack anybody with a great principle or an opinion and lower him down? I'll tell you why. People like finding faults with courageous people. They like finding fault. Do you know why? It makes them feel okay in their apathetic way of just floating downstream. Any dead fish can float downstream. But if you want to go upstream, it's going to require effort. And so this apathy, this fear that you will never get away from, be not afraid is one of the most used phrases in the Bible. And we all thought it was just a cute thing a daddy says to his kids, Father God. Or is it the God of the universe saying, you can't make anything work when you're in fear. You can't raise up families and marriages and kids. You can't raise up villages and towns and cities. You can't raise up provinces and countries and nations if you allow fear to make your decisions. It's interesting in Jeremiah chapter 1 and chapter 2, God tells one man, He says, you will stand up and declare, prophetically declare, and you will take down nations and you will stand up nations. Today we've got two billion professing Christians. Now, who knows where that is on the spectrum? And we're just sure we're in a losing race that, you know, we just do what we can, fight to the end, or, or just be quiet and just hope. You know, this silence till everything blows over is a ridiculous thought. Be strong and of good courage. Courage 
is a noble commitment to noble ideals. It's not just, you know, oh, I've got to remember how to be courageous. No, it's, it is literally learning through wisdom and God's Word. You've been given an armor. Why were you given armor? You know, of four of you I hired today, and you came up on stage, and we welcomed you, and I handed one a hammer, then I handed one a lawnmower, and then I handled, handed another one a full suit of armor. The tools you've been given are a key to what you'll do. God's given you as a believer armor. Why? Because you're going to be attacked. Just get used to it. All great people in any walk of life without Christ had to recognize that. And so the world is not who we're trying to please, it's who we're trying to reach. It's not their opinion that we consider so crucial. It's the principles of God's Word. And He'll help us to be spirit contemporary. So my challenge to you today is to recognize that the Bible teaches us the antidote for fear. It teaches us that we'll not have the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Power. This power you know, that strengthens you on the inside, the prayer in Ephesians 3 says. You know, there are times each day as I get up and I begin to make decisions and we you know which organizations and what should we do. There are some days my stomach is in a knot as fear pushes against me. As things loom up, a new challenge, a new loss, um, new attackers. And you just kind of get this feeling of, like, is this worth anything? And then you got to think yourself clear. You go into God's Word and you begin to recognize that He declares we are more than overcomers. That this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. And within that word, faith is courage, temperance. Within that word is wisdom. Within that word is justice. Faith is not this little mamby-pamby word, keep faith. No! It is what every person doing anything great for God did. And so well, we've got a spirit of power that is just ready to flow out of you. we got a spirit of love. What would you die for? I've told this story so many times, but I remember when Zach was just a little guy and we were standing on one of the bridges here in Winnipeg and the ice had just broken. And only us Canadians know what that looks like on a river when ice begins to break and sweep everything down and the ice flows are grinding together. And so him and I are going for a walk together and he does something that scared me so bad. He grabs the rail with his little strength and he jumps up puts it against his stomach, and hops over to look straight down. Well, you know how quickly you can flip. And so I literally gave out a hauler, reached out and grabbed him and pulled him down and explained to him what just had happened. And my heart's going 100 miles an hour. And as I'm sitting there, him and I just finishing out our day, we're looking at the river and, and the ice and different things. This thought came to me. If he went into the river, there's just no hope. You can't swim. You'll get ground between these ice flows. It's so cold, you might have 60 seconds of active muscle function, maybe. Um, but what I do? And I stood there and thought about it. It was a God moment for me. And I thought I'd jump in after him. And I thought, well, why? You can't save him. You're just giving up your life. Because I just don't want him to die alone. 
What was I doing? I, 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 I was thinking about love. Love is the most powerful motivational force in the world. A mom petrified of snakes, phobias of snakes, that literally would tremble when she sees a snake, but opening the door of her nursery and seeing a snake slithering across the floor and up the, the feet of that crib, that is one dead snake. Guaranteed. Every mama on the planet is going to chew its head off with its teeth because love has an ability to ram fear down so hard when something you love rises above something you fear. When fear grips you, Ask yourself, is there something that you love more that you should rise up with in this thing? We were all created for such a time as this. Did you know that you are in this year today because there's something that needs to be delivered into your surroundings? Well, come on, Leon, I'm not... No, listen, you could have been born 4,000 years ago, 3,239 years ago. Like how many thousands of years, how many decades, how many centuries have gone by on this planet and you're born today? Why? Because there's giftedness. There's courage. There's things in you that need to come out of you as you serve Him. It could be art. It could be in business. It could be in politics. It could be bringing love to so many hurting and needy people. All of us have something to contribute. But it's going to take a virtuous person. The old term virtue. The courage. The temperance. It's going to take a sense of justice and fairness. It's going to take the wisdom to not just be courageous and pursue a dumb path. Let's pursue wisdom's path. And as we do, we're going to find out that all giants fall, all storms blow out, that it's a history of the human race that when things rise up, whether for you it's the virus or whether for you it is socialism, whatever is going on in your world right now that you're thinking yourself clear from, recognize that not only has He given you a spirit of power, and a spirit of love, but of a sound mind. We are free. We are Canadians. You can make your decisions. I can make mine. It doesn't make me in any way judge you. I'm so happy you get to make your decisions. Give me a high five and go do what's in your heart to do. But don't tell me what you're going to make me do. We need to speak up. Inactivity increases fear. Cowards die a thousand times. The brave, they die but once. Brave is not a feeling. It's an action. It's not what you do. I mean, it is what you do in the midst of the fear. It's not just how you feel. My challenge to you today is not taking one side or the other. People are always trying to figure out what side I'm on. I'm not on a side. I'm on the side of freedom, courage, justice, and wisdom for you. And the decisions you make, I'll stand with you. It's your right to make them. The Bible is so clear that God has given us a freedom. And with that freedom is going to have to go virtue. That you can have courage. That you can live with temperance. That balanced way. You'll live with justice for all, always aware. And that you'll seek wisdom.
These things will make you an influential person in every season of your life, in every genre, or whatever you're doing. This kind of a person is a person that the Bible says from glory to glory, He's changing you. He needs you to influence. This daily virtue, this daily courage, is all all of us have to do. And as we do, the influence and the impact on the people around you is so strong, so beautiful, so powerful. You don't need anger to stir somebody up. You don't need fear to stir somebody up. Would somebody get back to giving me a dream? A dream for your family, a dream for your city, a dream for your country, a dream for your province? That's what we used to be great at. And we got up laughing and loving, disagreeing on a ton of stuff, but conscious of one thing. It's this dream of what we want for a nation that pulled us together from church, from religion to religion, from coast to coast. Let's just gain courage. Push the fear out. Get up and laugh again. Tell jokes again. High five people again. Make sure that we recognize that in the midst of what we're doing, the Bible says that... that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What does that mean? You're partying while people are coming against you. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. I pray in this service today that you receive something from God. This strength in your inner man. Get up. Come on. It's time to live again. Your living will influence everyone around you. I've never seen so many em people emotionally becoming disconnected and fraying at the edges in their marriages. Teenagers, five-year-olds, what's going on? I know that depending upon what's going on around us, but the Word says that you can have a sound mind. Wow, what is a sound mind? It's a mind like Jesus Christ, filled with His emotions, His courage, His joy. He said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you want to create a whole new home or a whole new business, create joy. Get laughter back in there. It does look good like a medicine. Get up and declare in your prayer time that Jesus reigns, that His Word wins, that people are special and precious, and they're going to rise up again, and we're going to see a bright, amazing, glorious, amazing future. So, don't become inactive. Just every day, today, what can you do that's encouraging to others? Courageous. What do you need to do that's been just kind of working on you on the inside? And let's speak up. The greatest adventure of your lifetime is just ahead of you. Father, thank you. Thank you for these amazing folks that are here today. I pray that we would recognize that this earth was made for your kids. And that, Father, as we stand and just do what we can do, and then cast the care of the rest of it onto you, you'll raise up others in those areas. You're attracted to movement. Our movement brings you on the scene so quickly. And so we declare we're going to pray, we're going to prophesy to our future, we're going to speak up with love and joy, we're going to be involved in all that is going on, and we're going to trust you. Father, I pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus. And those that don't know you, I pray that they will invite you into their heart. Say, I need you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for that in your wonderful name. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord.